every Wednesday evening. Join Ian O'Connell from 8pm for his new show called Standout. Each week, Ian will be interviewing a different guest who will have a particular story to tell. It could be someone who has overcome challenges, excelled in some area of their lives, or has been an inspiration to others. It's sure to be positive and interesting listening. So don't miss Stand Out with Ian O'Connell every Wednesday from 8 to 9pm here on Radio Kerry. Proudly sponsored by MD O'Shea's Killarney. Inspiring Kerry homeowners with a quality selection of bathrooms, stoves and electrical essentials. You're very welcome to Stand Out with me, Ian O'Connell. I hope you're all keeping safe and well. I'm delighted to say that my guest this week on the show is Irish Olympic sprinter, Phil Healy. Throw the feet up and enjoy the show. Um, thanks a million for, for coming on, Phil. I re- really appreciate it. Absolutely no problem at all. I'm thrilled to be a guest on the show and in Kerry for a change. <laughs> <laughs> um, I suppose if you could give the listeners a, a quick background of you growing up and how, how did you get into the sport and the family and stuff? Yeah, so i am been competing in the sport now. Jeez, I started when I was probably 11. I'm now 27, so that's a, that's a good while. Um, but I have one older sister. She always um, led the way in athletics, and that's a sport that I'm in. And like she was always winning like school sports, different things like that. And um, it was actually Johnny Caulfield, who you managed Cork City, um, was in charge of our community games and in the in the village. And um, he recommended that she join the athletic club. So she joined the athletic club and I followed suit to, to keep her company more so. And I was only going to have the crack because I certainly wasn't a standout performer. Like I would win like school sports and different things like that, but that was about it. And uh, I played GA right up to when you had to split, when the girls had to play on their own. Um, And so I did that. And then I branched off into ladies football, camogie, um, I tried basketball for a while um, up until I was 17 and that's when I fully focused on the athletics in when I was 17 so I was fifth year of school and I suppose I probably got a breakthrough then the following year um, when I was 18 just after my leaving cert I came fourth in European juniors um, so that was massive for, for me at the time and I think things went on from there I started college I was doing nursing in UCC um, I changed coach and different things like that. And I suppose the biggest breakthrough came when I finished my time in UCC. So after four years, I moved to Waterford, took a change of career. I went into the world of IT and did a master's in IT in uh, in Waterford. And um, that's where my training group were based. And that's where I've been since and went on to break national records and um most recently this summer or summer just gone, I was at the Olympics in Tokyo um, and I got there in three events and we came eighth in the final of the uh, mixed four by four relay, which getting to a final in the Olympics in athletics is absolutely massive and so rare in Ireland. Um, I, I remember we'll touch on the Olympics there at, when you were saying you got in with the uh, to keep your sister company was that I seen in interviews your sister Joan is it yeah Joan so she um, is still competing and like even we were at the European in or European Outdoor Championships together in 2018 um, on the 4x1 100 metre relay and uh, she was running the first leg I was running the second leg and we happened to 
break the national record. So that was something great to share with her as well. Um, she's had a bit of injury troubles, I suppose, um, recently. And right through the year, she would have probably, she was the reason that I stayed in the sport. Um, and now tables have turned and I'm probably the reason that she's staying in the sport. So it has played out that way. And uh, I'm there to help her and she's there to help me too. So she's based in Cork and I'm here in Waterford. But uh, end of the day, uh, we've competed against each other plenty of times, but I suppose as I've developed on into the into the 400, she's more of the 60 and the 100, um, the competitiveness has lessened, I suppose. Lessened. It's always more um, competitive when you're younger anyway, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, even though I've seen in that uh, the same interview, you said even though you're, she's the older sister, like you said there now, she's looking up to you. What does that mean to you to hear that? Of, of her saying that that she looks up to you yeah and it is a bit mad and like even when I hear other athletes like they might send me like a message or like looking for a video or different things like that I find that a bit mad because I just see myself as someone that just goes out training and yes I compete for Ireland but I just see myself the same as everyone else as such and like growing up like as I said I wouldn't have been that standout star and like I probably would shy away from a lot of that stuff as well. Um, like I almost get embarrassed when someone asks me for different things like that. So the fact that Joan then looks up to me as well, I just see myself as helping her out because um, athletics is a hard sport. It's an individual sport. And like, why make it harder when you can easily help someone? Like I remember like when I was growing up, Elish McSweeney was someone that I looked up to and she held the national record over 100 metres at the time. And she was always there to to help me if I had any questions or different things like that. Like she had no airs and graces about her that she wasn't able to help. And like, I think it is so important to to help others and to be there for others. And it could be the, the smallest of things that will stand out to them. And like anyone like listening to the show will always remember if they're at GA matches or different sporting events, like if someone signed an autograph or someone didn't sign an autograph, you always remember the person that didn't sign the autograph. So like, why not help everybody else out? Like these are people like you've been a child at a certain point or any age, it doesn't matter. And you've looked up to other sporting people, give the people the time because I look up to other sporting people and like even the likes of David Gillick, who was um, European indoor um, champion. He's come to some of my training sessions and like, he might say the smallest of things to me, but they stick with me and like he can share his experiences with me. So why can't I share my experiences with others, you know, to help him along the way? Definitely. I definitely agree with you there. Like you said, it's the the one thing you'd remember is the autograph that didn't, that didn't sign. And um, it's always going to be something like, you know, you can win all the, all the, um, I've seen a lot of sports there saying you could win the, the, the biggest achievements in sport, but if you're not, if you don't have the personality, it's going to be the people that will remember your personality, sometimes more than your legacy, isn't it? That's absolutely it. And like, that's why I say like, sometimes I'm like almost embarrassed when people ask me for different things because I, I don't see myself as anyone different to them. And like, I am no different because I just get up the same um, every morning, same as everybody else. And I just am obviously in a, in a privileged, privileged position where I can, 
compete and train full time. I do balance um, education on the side. But yeah, like we've all made mistakes in life and sporting things. Uh, it is important to, to be there for others and to share those. Definitely. Um, before we came on here, we were talking about COVID and stuff and hopefully we're on the, the back end of it. How did, how did COVID-19, how did it affect your, say, your training schedule and your day-to-day routine than before when the whole pandemic was? Yeah, it was definitely hard at the beginning, like when it kicked off in, God, 2020, um, it meant the Olympics were cancelled. Um, so that obviously was hard to deal with in terms of I was in really good shape in that year and I was like, okay, what if I don't qualify when it's on in 2021? Will it be on in 2021? So there was an awful lot of unknowns at that time. And I think initially when the, we had the first lockdowns, um, all our tracks, gyms, everything were closed. Um, so it was just about tipping away with what you could do. And I think, but at that point, even when lockdown um, happened, the Olympics were still going ahead at that point. But you were seeing then other athletes all over the world weren't in the same lockdowns as you and they were training away. So that was hard at that point. But then once it, everything was cancelled, you could... Take, we took the intensity out of training um, because I had been going year after year with major championships and different things like that. So it was important to um, to take the time out. But um, we were lucky then to get the elite exemptions um, as time went on and I could train as normal. But I suppose in terms of risk and different things like that, that's where the biggest worry for me is because we're exposed to it in different ways. So we have to keep our bubble as tight as we could. And especially last year in the lead up to the Olympics, because if we did get a positive PCR before we went, that could definitely rule us out. Um, even if it was weeks and weeks previous, but um, even when we we're over in Tokyo, we were tested every single day and like you didn't want to come up positive while you were out there. And there was COVID in the Olympic village and there was plenty of people in isolation in other countries so you've worked so hard for this and it, it isn't about just the year of 2021 there's years and years have gone into it um as well so even up to now there is obviously still massive risk and i've world indoor championships in twin or in this middle of march um so i have to be as safe as i possibly can and hopefully not pick it up um in the meantime if you want to listen to the full podcast, you can listen to it by clicking the link below in the description and that will bring you to the standout Woodino O'Connell podcast on Spotify where you can listen to the full interview for free.